podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to episode 366 of the Anfield Index podcast. I'm Trev Downey. I'm podcasting to you from my very warm field here in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm joined tonight by Lisa Marie Hannan and as a special guest coming in from the LFC Day Trippers, we've got Gav Doyle joining us tonight, which is great. And we're going to have a chat and see how we go. Something quite freewheeling that suits the summer, I think, is where the chat will go. We're not going to be too heavy about too many topics, but hopefully we'll knock a bit of crack out of it over the next hour for you. But before I start, I should say hello to everybody. So, Gav, welcome, man. You're, it's great to have you on. I'm delighted you said yes when I suggested it. And uh, have you been? How are you dealing with the the summer content podcasts? Thanks, first of all, Trevor, for having me on. Um, when you asked me, I think you thought I'd say no, and then I said yes, and now you've, you you couldn't get out of it, which is fair. Um, <laughs> how am I dealing with the summer stuff? I, I like the summer stuff, Trev, I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, you, you're a transfer yeah. You like a transfer story? <clears throat> I don't mind the transfer story, um, yeah. but I think when, when you're doing whatever amount of shows you do a week over the course of the season, they don't become monotonous, but you get into a very, very you know, slick rhythm of, you know, pre-match, post-match, whatever it might be. The summer's always different, you know. Um, yeah. We'll do quizzes and drafts and, you know, uh, just having a laugh in general. Um, some transfer stuff thrown in there. Like, we done a show last night and um, it was meant to be a quiz and it turns out that uh, one of the lads is learning Romanian, um, which I just mad. Um, and one of the other lads was trying to think up a uh, young... Or, or, or small cart Cartabian footballers, which I don't know what I don't know what was going on. <laughs> um, it's all a blur. <laughs> but uh, the summer's always good. Like once you're able to have a laugh, Trev, it's it's good as far as I'm concerned. You know, um, take some of the transfer stuff with a massive pinch of salt, and just see what happens. Come I don't know September the fourth when the window closes. Yeah, I think I think you and I would be aligned in terms of. Trying to milk a bit of crack out of it more than yeah. um, uh, dying uh, every day when your your latest target is no longer available to you because we appear to be a, a tad stingy it seems at times. But look, I mean it's it's it is what it is, and I I agree with you. That's the, the summer is where I can I feel like we can relax and do a few. Like you say, either mad things or, or semi-creative things, because it does start to feel a bit like a gig, and it never did more so than this season, yeah. where it was, ah, it was a grind, man. Let's be honest, it was a fucking grind. It was, it was, there was very little pleasant about it at times. I remember when we started doing uh, day trippers, things weren't. Things were were good. It was an exciting season. It was thirteen fourteen, and then the following season, things were shite, and we nearly had more crack doing those shows because it was so <laughs> awful, right? It was so awful. But 
that gap to me isn't what's going on here this this uh, in the last season this just felt disappointing every end up for me and i couldn't really knock too much crack out of the the the, the badness did we we you, you you guys are kind of famous for trying to did you manage um i think look i know we are going with the 13 14 stuff and then 14 15 on the day trippers was was mental because it was laughably bad yeah. Um, and when you when you when it's laughably bad, you say to yourself, "Well, this is just you have to laugh at it." You know, the old you know, if you don't laugh, you'll cry or something like that. One of them sayings. Um, but you end up like absolutely laughing at it. But this season felt different because Liverpool are a different, they're a different entity than what they were, what eight eight years ago. Um, they should be winning things. They should be competing. They have yeah. the manager. You know, we can argue over the squad yeah. till the, the cows come home. But that's what it feels like. It feels like hold on. We should be doing something, and that's where it annoys you. Whereas in 14, 15, it was all Roy Hodgson's fault, by the way, 14, 15. But, um, yeah, 14, 15 just became laughably bad, and it was like, what is going on here? You I know, know. Sorry, I, know. I know, I know. And like you say, it was those podcasts were pure anarchy. It was just, it was, uh, <laughs> it was just uh, all, all, all no rules observed, lads shouting at each other, the mad stories about fellas eating cheese. Because like, why else? What else was there to do? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was dark. So uh, it was, it was kind of escape, I think, for all of us, kind of catharsis, and especially when you have. The likes of Phil involved, there's always going to be a, a, the 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 drift towards the dark uh, yeah. type of humour. Well, anyway. well, Phil, of course, has um, drifted away from football completely now. Um, yeah, hates it. Um, I think when when Liverpool won the FA Cup, that was the end of it for him because he absolutely despises the FA Cup. Uh, <laughs> I but, love winning but, a trophy. Finished, but like genuinely, genuinely, Phil's highlight of of 2022. Okay, was the World Games in Birmingham, Alabama. I think, and it was just like. 32 random games which were basically sports that they just renamed yeah. and threw a few different rules in and Phil absolutely rejoiced in this for a month. Um, well, it's, fun. it's funny we actually used to talk about the world games. So correct. It's obviously and a thing. found the world games. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously been a thing that's been that's been that's yeah. been there. For a little, yeah, but that, that's what dream. Liverpool do to you. Phil has just decided <laughs> now the world game. Like Phil sits at home now and just watches um, American sports channels to find the craziest sports you can find and on a weekly basis sends me clips and like i just laugh at it it's just it's fail isn't it but, i mean i mean I, I i see where the lads coming from i i, I there's, there's been times where i'd rather watch kabaddi or something than liverpool this season i'll tell you that for nothing and look but before i go too far I'll ramble with yourself here i feel a bit rude i haven't uh, said hello to lisa marie yet and I, I know you're sitting there patiently waiting to get involved in the chat um uh, forgive the reminiscing there, Lisa Marie, but like I say, I go back a long way with the LFC day trippers to the very start, in fact, um, where I started talking into a mic for the first time. So there'll be probably a lot of reference to that. You'll have to forgive us. But um, I, I, my usual uh, question to you is, how was the week for you? And I think I know because it was another one of those uh, uh, hectic travel ones for you, wasn't it? Yes. Well, first of all, hello, Gav. Um, hello, I am a very lucky lady this evening because I get to listen to not one but two enchanting Irish accents. So what there more can a girl ask for? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I got to go um, return again to lovely Midland, Texas. Um, right. And yeah. So um, went back and hopefully, well, actually, I'm traveling again this week, but I'm going to the other side of the country. I'm going to um, North Carolina and Virginia for a couple of days. So fly out tomorrow and I'll only be gone about 24 hours. So 
quick trip. But yeah. That so, style of that style of life fascinates me, I have to say, because you know, every <laughs> well, time I just need to go to attend a construction kickoff meeting for a project and they yeah. want everyone there on site. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, you know, to me, it, sometimes it feels like a bit of a waste, you know, to fly the expense for me to fly out there and, you know, cost of a car and a hotel and everything. And, you know, to be on site for maybe a two to three hour meeting and then you, turn around you, and go back Are home. you demanding, Lisa Marie, do you, do you, do you insist on a certain level of car rental car? No, not really. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be an absolute prick. I'd be saying, get, yeah, I want the biggest SUV you've got. Give me a Chevy Suburban. Fuckers. That's basically what I'd be <laughs> Well, going I mean, for. I'm not, I'm not getting the little bitty like economy compact, mind right, you. I right, mean, right. you know, I'm going kind of middle of the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's fine. It's, you know, and it, it is what it is. Um, and you know, and this is the type of thing that if, if I had had a true conflict where I couldn't go, it probably would have been fine. I could have just done the, you know, the Zoom call or whatever and yeah. been a presence that way. But sometimes it's better to go when you don't really even have to so that when that conflict comes up, you know, they kind of, you, you know, you kind of have a little credit in the bank, if you will, that, oh, okay, she was there for that. So yeah. it's fine. I, I, lo- I love the way conflict's inevitable. That's, 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 well, the that's my life. And I mean, <laughs> and sometimes, well, I mean, you've got to remember I'm running half a dozen projects and yeah. they're not all for the same company or project manager or whatever. So sometimes you know, I've, I've yet to figure out how to be, you know, two places at once and, and inevitably it'll happen where they want me to be in, you know, one project wants me to be in North Carolina and another project wants me to be in Oklahoma. And, you know, as good as I am, I have yet to figure out how to be two places at once. So. Yeah, the joys of being in demand. Well, at least I, I'm glad to hear your, your meetings are on Zoom and not on Skype because Gab's uh, terrorized by <laughs> Skype and we don't want to. It's, it's already been bad enough, the poor lad, uh, trying to get this show off. The, off I'm off all the, over the place. Man. <laughs> oh, man, I, I actually I, I felt awful there. It was like, it, no, I, no, you can you can feel free to tell people what happened on, on Skype because I don't get embarrassed. So. Or, or I can tell it. Like it's, it's well, well, new. well. Uh, yeah. I mean, initially, <laughs> it, it, let's say it didn't start well. Where you were basically it didn't just start. Full you stop. Were mu- you were muttering <laughs> quietly to yourself. So we had to restart the call. So we restart the call, and then I couldn't see it. And then I could see it. And then you're like, "Fucking Skype, man. Fuck this." <laughs> now, Trev, what, and let's why? be fair. What? We've had the same problems with other folks on the show in the past, myself included. So it's not just Gab. It's well, possibly Skype. <laughs> The, the, the major yeah. issue was you couldn't hear me so i was like okay let's test some stuff here um <laughs> so like do a simple test of the mic which i just kind of one two three into it and the the, the equalizer whatever you call it went up and down and then it said test audio now on a mac when you test an audio you just press it and it beeps three times you hear it in your ear and you're kind of that's fine skype doesn't skype just continues to play until your life is over and um, what's it playing though? It, it, just so people get that horrible Skype ringtone. Yes. Yeah, that ringtone thingy. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It's testing it, and it's like it's a really thorough test because it's if you sit here for four hours, it will continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but look, look, I'm not, no, look, look. If anyone from Skype is listening, um, no, it's it's not all bad. Like before, uh, no, listen. Feel free. You go into for it. I, I, we, we've been. I've, I've had tremendous frustrations with it over the while. But it's just interesting when it started off. 
you know, when all these podcasts were in their sort of uh, earliest sort of versions, we were doing the Shrippers and uh, AI started a few months later and, and, and the Anfield rap had been going for a year or so beforehand. And people were used to ropey sound. Yeah. And, and, and you know, now we were, we're all sort of, you know, sure mics and and and, mm-hmm. and and you know everyone's everyone's uh trying to get the the best quality and i'm surprised because i used to be very dismissive about the sound uh and i, I said it to the lads in the early days when the lads were were, were doing the, the the skype shows and anfield index but it's it is actually it's absolutely top end now once you've got a decent mic it's fine the, the platform itself works apart from the uh unending ringtone now i i did want to start with a football story or two mm-hmm. and see where we go along the lines with that and you i'll go back to you gav on it because you were saying you know about trying to knock a bit of crack out of the summer is very much my um my philosophy as well i know it's lisa marie's we're kind of on our show hashtag fun. yeah we're the hashtag fun merchants on our show um and we you know whereas other people the other two are inclined to be a bit miserable a uh, guy's always very positive as well fair play too but i've noticed even guy was getting miserable this year a bit uh getting down the dumps about everything but one of the things I found myself doing last year, Gav, which is an insane sort of realization when I found myself like halfway through a season of doing them was a transfer podcast. Because I was my my attitude to transfers was until they're leaning in Melwood, don't be fucking talking to me. I don't care. I don't want to know. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's a waste of energy kind of thing. At the same time, I, I'm as excited as everyone. I used to like deadline day and all that nonsense on Sky. So I'm like just a normal person, but but I, I was kind of dismissive, and now now all of a sudden I'm doing this show with Dave Davis every so often, and I'm enjoying the bejesus out of him, man. I'm I'm enjoying listening to all the different stories about who we're linked with and who it could, but also who other clubs are looking to do business with and who they're looking to get in the door. And it's actually, I'm finding it very diverting in a kind of entertaining way. We've obviously started off reasonably well. I think we can both agree with. Yeah. The McAllister get. Um, are you optimistic? There's an awful lot of very optimistic sounds going around about maybe Kevin Turum and maybe Manu Kone and uh, maybe this uh, Gabby Viega guy as well. And, and there's a lot of names that just won't go away. And very consistently, we're hearing now, it could be from the spoofers, man, but we're hearing that um, personal terms are agreed and all that. You find yourself excited that we might actually do the thing that most people think we need to do and reshape, restructure that midfield entirely. First of all, it's not, um, you know. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. What you know, what we can do is what we should do. Um, I think that's a very important word to use this summer. It has yeah. to be done. 
yeah. you know, we can, as I said to you at the start, we can argue about midfields and squads till the cows come home. But I think one thing Liverpool fans, the vast majority of them across the board, will, will agree on is that the midfield hasn't been looked after properly over the last three to four years. Now, <clears throat> you can like some players, you can dislike some players, you can look on certain amount of form and, you know, certain um, amount of games and stuff like that, but midfield just hasn't been looked after, right? You know, if you look at if you look at the fence, um, you know, we brought in Simicast to give give Robbo a bit of a kick up the arse, which is absolutely fine. We brought in Calvin Ramsey. That hasn't hasn't worked. He's still young, possibly going alone to press, and there's a little bit of uh, transfer stuff here, Trev, uh, to keep you ticking over. Um, yes, yeah, I heard that one earlier. I like that. But, but, but we bring in Kanate, you know, um, we have Gomez, and there's arguments over Gomez. Matip is his future. Well, what's going on there? We have Van Dijk back, and he wasn't at his best last season, but I don't think anyone was. Up front, We've turned her over really well, in my opinion. You know, Mane leaves, Luis Diaz, you know, Firmino's leaving, Gakpo, you know, Origi, Simakaska, not Simakaska, Origi and uh, Minamino go. And, um, you know, we're bringing in the likes of Darwin Nunes, Jota. Um, so we've we've turned our area of the pitch over well. Midfield, we just haven't. And it's been compounded by form, age, legs. There's so many things going on in the midfield, Trev, that um, you just won't get away with. When you're looking it's, ava- it's availability, isn't it, man? That's the thing. Yeah, but you won't get away with it, Trev. Like, look, Liverpool we, did, really we didn't get away support. with it. That was the thing. We didn't get away with it. That's, that's why the season went to shit. Because Correct. They, but you they get took, away with so much, Trev. Like, yeah, you get yeah, away yeah, with yeah. one fella out of form or one fella being injured. But when you have, like, like I'm going to be brutally honest, like when you have guys that, like Fabinho, horrendously out of form. Henderson is on a, has been on a slippery slope for me. Personally, for probably about eighteen months, all right, um, and it's I think it's really showed in the back end of this season. Um, you look at Thiago, outstanding footballer, not on the pitch enough. Kade, I think is a really, really good player, not on the pitch enough. Oxley Chamberlain, never the same since May two thousand and eighteen, um, when he gets injured against Rome, I think it was. But yeah, look, it has to be done, Trev. Getting a bit of crack over. My my favorite thing so far has been the um, Brighton correspondent that just refused to acknowledge that um, Alexis McAllister was moving to Liverpool. <laughs> and like, like literally Alexis McAllister was standing in the accent, you know, doing keepy-uppies. And he was like, um, latest from Brighton is that there's no deal done. You know, I'm like, mate, have a, <laughs> like, like, just give it up, will you? Um, that's been one of my favourites. One of my other favourites was Kefran Toram is on a private jet because we're talking about modes of transport uh, <laughs> private jets and Mercedes Vito vans are just like top of the range stuff oh, I love it yeah, so, um, yeah. But, plane uh, tracking yeah and, and he was meant to be on a private jet from Nice to um, Liverpool when in fact at the same time he was in Paris so when people found that out they were like oh well hold on there's a plane coming out of Paris now we think he's on that one um, so just <laughs> just crazy stuff um, but look no matter what said, Trev, we need three midfielders. You know, we need we need to do a couple of things in midfield for me. Bodies in, and then finding the right roles for the people within the squad. And what I mean by that is, we have to be able to cover Thiago when he gets injured. We have yeah. to let Henderson play less, more like. And I say this, and when I say this, people go mad at me. The Milner role, and I don't mean playing in six different positions. I mean the amount of minutes he gets is probably where Henderson is falling towards when it comes to. The, the spot left by James Milner. Yeah. Players that can turn up Trev be available. Like I always say I'd rather a fella that was seven out of ten and he's there every week than a fella that's nine out of ten and he's there every once a month. 
doesn't make sense. So yeah, overall, that, that, that was the joy. That was the joy of the squad previously. You had these sort of indestructible trio of Ginny and Henderson when he was really good, and oh, some people think he was really good even then, and and Fabinho, and and they were just never out really. Uh, and and it was just this thing. It was just this, you know, sort of unit that you could rely on. But that's what it comes down to: is availability. And 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 Lisa Marie, I mean, uh, with McAllister, I'm a bit worried. And I want to talk about less serious things in a minute to do with the transfers. But I, I'm a bit worried because every podcast I'm listening to is telling me that the lad has never been injured. That he's missed about four games in his entire career. And it just feels that it would be the most Liverpool thing ever that he get a knock in his first game or a pre-season or something. And I'm just like so looking forward to seeing the lad that, um, you know, that particular thing, I wish people would stop over-egging that particular pudding because that's the problem, isn't it? At least it's what Gab says. It's what we've been saying on our show for ages. It's all about availability. Lads who are there every week or as good as. Um, and... We it really feels like in McAllister we've got not only a lad who looks like he'll be the played the 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 part very well as an attacking midfielder as a kind of a a glue merchant, but also that the availability thing might be there going by his career to date, and he's still I think he might actually be even younger than Trent. So he is, he's a couple a couple months younger than Trent. Right. So I mean. He, it's hard not to be excited about getting this one in in the in the door early. Oh, absolutely! I, um, I'm very excited about Alexis McAllister. I've I've kind of been watching him for a while because because Brighton has sort of been the last few years my kind of like other team that I kind of pay attention to. Like you know, Liverpool's not on 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 a you know on a Saturday, and oh okay, Brighton's on. You know, that's it's just kind of been the other club that um, my husband and I've you know just kind of had half an eye on, if you will. So, so once the talk started about Alexis McAllister, I was all in. I mean, I've had my fingers crossed and been, you know, wishing on any shooting star I saw for, you know, a couple of months now that this would actually yeah. come to fruition. So, but I've had the exact same thought you did, Trev, where they, you know, a couple of these podcasts I've been listening to this week and they keep talking about, oh, he's, he's always available. He's rarely injured. I'm like, oh, that's it. They've jinxed him. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> He's gonna I, I, I can't help break but his leg in the first match. Or yeah, something. it's 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 one of those. But again, and again, to double down on the point that Gav was making there, and again, like that, you and I and, and Cam have been chatting about in recent weeks, and Guy too. It's very much the case, isn't it, that this multiple if. I, I think multiple starters have to come in the door because yeah. it has been negligent. And we saw, look, they took a punt on the defense a couple of seasons ago. Well, that went to shit, didn't it? And <laughs> now they took, a, they took a punt on the midfield last year. And maybe I like to think they were taking a punt. I, 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 I prefer to think that than to think that they're actually so daft that they didn't realize they were taking a punt. And if you listen to the manager who was laughing away on various, uh, you know, well-known podcasts and, and 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 chuckling about, like, who needs midfielders? Like, what midfielder do you want? We've got all the midfielders we need. And several people, the sycophantic types, were buying in entirely because Jürgen says it, and Jürgen is Jürgen. And, yeah. you know, the, it can, can do no wrong, can say no wrong. Listen, 
he's the best lad in the world. He's the best lad for us by a mile. But he was talking pure shit there. He, he just that was just nonsense. And everybody took their sides and took their opinions. And it turned out we did take a punt. So this idea that, like I say, Gav was flowing there that we've discussed before, it has to be several starters or at least two starters and a couple of lads who can, if needs be, start a match without being it being too much of a punt. That has to happen. I, I mean, Gav saying three, I think it, it it still depends on what movement occurs in the squad. I'd love to see four myself, and maybe one of them could be a, a, a bit of a project or something. But definitely bodies in the door, bodies who have that durability to them, and bodies who are ready to start. It, it, it just has to happen this summer. And it does look, from all the stories, Lisa Marie, as if they're trying to do that. If we lay any credence to the, the 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 ongoing stories that we hear in, in in the in the press all the time well assuming you and dave davis aren't lying to us absolutely. yeah well there you go right exactly <laughs> spoofers <laughs> like me and davis yeah <laughs> no i mean you're both right you you and gav and and dave davis and dave hendrick and and everybody is you know the things we've all been saying for months now is is we do need three at minimum for the midfield and two of those need to be able to basically walk into the team day one, you know? Um, and, and I think, I mean, I've got a good feeling about Alexis McAllister. I mean, I, I think he fits the bill, you know, on, on all of those things. I love that he's in early, so he's going to have the full preseason, you know, all the things, you know, it all, it all looks good. And, um, so I'm just hoping that we, you know, we continue as we've started. And and again, if, you know, even half the the rumors and the stories and the things, you know, or even, a you know, a quarter of them are, are true, then, you know, we we look to be setting up in pretty good shape, you know, as as we move through the summer to get ready for the next season. So I am very optimistic, which, you know, is is a change for me. Can I ask you, have you ever tracked a plane on Twitter? Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable, there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. I have not. This, oh, this is a new amazing. thing for me. I mean, I saw them talk about it last year. You've um, missed no, a trick. Yeah, I have not started. I haven't got that far in. You've missed a trick because <laughs> it, it, it is actually tremendous crack. And I will admit years ago to getting caught up. And in fact, famously back towards the tail end of my time with the Trippers, it was like the first days of Klopp. Um, we did an episode called Clopocalypse, and it was f- absolute carnage, nonsense, f- playing track and nonsense. 
and he was in his element gab as you can imagine yeah and it was it, it, it but 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 like we just embraced it for the crack that it was and as you say <laughs> as you say <laughs> vetoes everywhere yeah. uh, uh silver vetoes everywhere ready to ferry the lads to red to... plates being taken down red plates being taken down <laughs> so can i ask you man have you have you like uh, you know don't feel the need to out yourself if you don't want to but would you go as far as tracking the plane? Clearly, no, the, no. The you know what I do? What do you do? I I track the people that track the planes. That's it's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. <clears throat> so, like, but, but the best thing about it is, right? Private jets fly into Liverpool. Like I don't know, every day of the week. Um, and funny thing is, when you get to Liverpool Airport, there's never more than two planes there, ever. Yeah. yeah. There's an easy jet and a Ryanair, and there might be one with well written on the side of it at the odd time. Um, and so. But the funny thing is, right, we seem to fly all our potential signs to Blackpool, right? So we just make this up that it's going to Liverpool and people track these planes. My favourite is the, the, the guys that know the difference between the Mercedes Vitos that are just, you know, bog standard club vetoes and the ones that are specially put aside for potential uh, signings <laughs> and they know the reg plates they know the, the you know they have the pantone the pantone book out and you know the color of the fucking car um you know the, the, the spec of the paint um everything about it it's absolutely fantastic i haven't tracked the plane but it's brilliant go and track somebody tracking a plane um on twitter just throw your notifications on it's absolutely top top class i'm a callister though um Trev, it's a brilliant sign. It's 35 million quid, if you believe the thing. Somewhere between 35 and 55, I don't really care. Um, it, It's a fantastic sign. And I I think he's having a second go here at putting the midfield in place where it's solid but um can hurt teams. And I think that was the plan for Naby Keita. And it just didn't work. But I think McAllister, people talk about his going forward and creativity and set-piece and penalties and all that sort of stuff. But when you think back to the World Cup, Trev, like he ran himself into the ground to allow Lionel Messi to do the business um, at the World Cup. And I see him being that sort of player for Liverpool. I mean, we do need two, I think two more of them. Um, we need players to come in, want to be starters, are able to be starters. I don't want fellas to come in, Trev, and I think you would use the word project there a minute ago, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want one of them, Trev. I'm sick of fucking projects. No, no, uh, no. What I was saying was I want three <laughs> starters. And then if... And if, maybe uh, a bonus one. Okay, yeah. yeah that's I what I'm saying. That. So, like, I'd, li- I'd actually like four bodies in, is my point. And if one of yeah. them must be a project, yeah. fine. Or if one of them was a fucking veteran or something, fine. Do you know what? Like, either end of the scale, I'd go with. Yeah, but I think I think we have the veteran stuff covered. Because I think the biggest... One of the biggest things this summer is signing players by all means. But people finding... I suppose what what way would you say they're they're wrong on the roster, as the you know to use an American term I presume that's an American term, um, find their level in the squad. Too, too much too much Casey chat with you lately, obviously. No, yeah, yeah. See, I'm listening <laughs> to him all the time. Um, I, I'm gonna have to fucking report him for American IPTV. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like we talk about the potential of Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, um, you know. Thiago, when he's there, he's brilliant. When he's not, we need to be. A, but we need those players there that we've depended on for a long time, and we need to take the dependency off them, not completely, but off them to a certain extent. I, I, I mean, I mean Henderson and that, I mean Fabinho and that, and I'm, you know, like Bojetic is a fantastic footballer, 19 years of age, but you, you can't absolutely hang your hat on him going into next season, Trev. 
at 19. No, just no, I'd, be, I'd be happy uh, with him as the project if we got three starters. You fair, see what I'm saying? Fair, you see what I'm saying? 100%, but we, we still need, we need to be going into the season knowing, listen, we've eight, nine midfielders, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's where what happens going back to Keita and Ox, you saying about a punt. I don't think they took that punt quick enough. I think they should have got them players out of there before Ox had a terrible injury and everyone just looked at Keita and went, no, I want to have a bar of him. We never even offered him a contract. We just let it run down. We should have tried to get rid of them. And that was the biggest mistake. They didn't do it quick enough. Would you Would that. you agree that one of these starters you're talking about must be, uh, you know, what what what's normally known as a six, must be a fab replacement because i think that's absolutely vital that's why someone in that mold yes because yeah that's why everyone's looking at caicedo and going geez i love that he's a monster he's a monster yeah 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 yeah. you know but but the thing is like if you're if you're calling by chat your project you can you can say to fabinho listen we're not going to run run the legs off you we're not going to deal with you like shawnee reckons fabinho had shawnee off air show reckons it was fabinho that had that child and not his wife yeah, you know, you've seen that bad state for months afterwards, you know what I mean? And I don't know, you, you yet, you've yet to hear back from the club about confirmation of that. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's so much there's so much miles in them legs, Trev. And they, yeah. they're brilliant. They've been very, very good to brilliant players for Liverpool. They've won everything for Liverpool. But yeah. this isn't a summer where you're going to fix it all. You bring in three, Trev, you go to next season. Henderson's 33. Fabinho's another year on top of him. Thiago's out of contract. You don't know what way Cordes Jones, Harvey Elliott is going to go. You don't know what progression Bojetic is going to make. You're probably I, looking at another three next summer. I've a go- I've a googly to throw at you here, and right. um, uh, it's 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 one that's it's a, it's a topic that's been an endless topic of conversation on our shows over the over the season. And it come and by the way, we, be be careful what you say here because the lad in question is actually Lisa Marie's child. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, that's she, she, yeah, she's 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 claiming him as as I okay. claimed him. Uh, okay. So 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 my thing here is, and I just want you to react to this. Mm-hmm. Harvey Elliott is not a midfielder. Stop fucking playing Harvey Elliott in midfield. Stop it. Just stop it. It's if it was a it was a, a mad idea. You kept trying it. You kept trying it. You kept trying it. It didn't work. Stop it. Okay. That's that's my statement. What do you think of that? Um, I, I, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't agree. I'm, I'm, what I mean by that is, you tell me what Liverpool midfielder this season looked like a Liverpool midfielder. <laughs> no, I'll give you that, but I would say one of the key things that was an issue, that's one of the things we've I've been looking at with Henderson and, and seeing where his mm-hmm. game has fallen down is, is that awareness and defensive cover that mm-hmm. all the lazy pundits all the 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 the, the, the flag shaggers in england just keep saying oh he's great he does great defensive cover he, he doesn't sorry well he certainly hasn't for a long time no uh, and and when you've got like mo has done more work on that flank tracking back yeah. using his pace so when you've got that and then you've got harvey over that side of the pitch as well it's just like sorry that's just too much stuff going on mm-hmm. and i think that's such a vital part of well certainly the liver the, the the first version the first iteration of Klopp's liverpool was the hard work and Ginny Wijnaldum getting a foot in, Fab getting a foot in, Henderson chasing stuff down and 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 and, and, and high up the field and Bobby doing the same. Yeah. And if we don't have that defensive nous and solidity, then we're in trouble. 
And I don't think, and I can't see that developing in Harvey. I've never seen him do it. Like, I, occasionally he'll track a runner, but he, he can't tackle for shit. So I'm, I'm just, I'd rather he was free to be what he is, which is an incredibly confident, self-possessed lad who can get on the ball. And like we saw in the last uh, couple of games of the season when he came on for his cameos, really influenced the match. Yeah. I think when I looked at Liverpool this season, right, the biggest thing for me on Liverpool's season this season was second balls. All right? Yeah. So yeah, when, yeah, you back, yeah. when you go back to Henderson, and look, we all have opinions on Fabinho, Henderson, should win all them are left. And, you know, we could argue all day about them, right? But the function of midfield, as they called it, the big thing was, right, where we won the ball, Trev. And we weren't winning ball in midfield. And we weren't winning ball on the edge of our box. We were winning balls on the edge of the opposition's box. And the only ball they had out was a percentage ball, 40, 50, 60 yards, which Gomez, Matip, Van Dijk would just mop up. One-on-one, hurried balls. That, you know, a hurried ball out of the back gives the centre-half a yard head start. And their centre-halves didn't need that. Uh, and that's the biggest thing for me. When balls were dropping outside the box, opposition's box, we were losing it. There was one touch and they were just gone. They were gone and, you know, was Harvey Elliott getting back? Probably not. Henderson? Probably not. Fabinho? No. Um, Thiago? Thiago was probably one of the better ones at getting back, despite people thinking he can't. Um, And that was the biggest thing for me, Trev. It was the way we applied ourselves. Harvey Elliott in a team that's snapping in like that, winning balls back and giving him the ball in where there's a bit of disarray in the opposition and he has an eye for a pass is absolutely fine. I agree with you. In a three-man midfield where the legs are gone and we're not 15 yards further up the pitch, or we're not confident enough to be 15 yards up the pitch, um, he, he's, not, he's not a huge asset in the side. But, but look, let's be honest, Trevor, we won a league title this season. Harvey Elliott had the season he had, and 19, you'd be going, ah, yeah, but he's only 19, and he's done all right. But you see, what happens is when you're not doing well, you have to focus in on players and go, he's not fucking good enough. He's just not good enough. Like but Harvey Elliott, before he gets that horrendous enough. injury, is in Liverpool's side. Yeah, Henderson's but my, not my, back into my, that my point about Harvey is, I think he is good enough to make it. Some people don't. I think he is good enough to make it. I Where think he's good enough. I, th- I think he plays in, uh, across the front three somewhere, or 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 or, or off them, uh, but certainly not like I. I just don't see him as a, as if we're going to do the four. Now here's here's the thing, Gav. Everything's been changed in the last while, and it's the 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 great experiment trademark with with uh, the the new role for Trent. Mm-hmm. So there is the possibility that with some of the new boys that come in in and around the midfield who are more sort of defensively aware, and then you could possibly, as you say, then maybe if the if the dynamic around the team changes, and and that will come, look. It comes down very simply to work rate. It just oh, wasn't. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I was just wasn't good. Just wasn't good enough this year. And when that goes up again, then it's not about carrying Harvey because, like you say, what will happen is these lads will be winning balls, will be breaking balls. He'll be on it, and he has such confidence on the ball that that's when he becomes an asset. But 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 he was. We weren't doing that, and as a result, not only was he not an asset, he was a liability in my but opinion. But you have to look at the way the Henderson was. Oh, yeah, so, oh, yeah, but it, Henderson was, so was Fabinho. But you have to look at Klopp for this because, look, t- take away from Elliot for a minute. Look at Trent Alexander-Arnold. Now, on air shows, he's been slaughtered a little bit this season for his attitude, okay? And I, yeah. I think that's very fair. I think he was moping around a little bit. Um, 
He scores against Bournemouth and he's given a celebration. Sean, he went ape over. He was like, well, you scored against Bournemouth, big fucking deal. You should have yeah. been chasing this last week. You know, and he, he kind of had his air of, you know, I'm the I'm the business. Well, and it was pretty appalling body language and he was jogging yes, back. But at the same his, time, Trev, yeah. trying to be not on the fence, but trying to look at both sides, Klopp continued to ask Trent last season, in my opinion, to continue to do things he was doing in 18, 19, 19, 20, 20, 21, where he was going up the pitch to try influence a game, okay? And he used to be able to do that because the fellas he was leaving behind him had the, the, the physicality, the pace, the power, the, the nous to, to kill a game or, or, or win a ball, whatever it might be. And he was continuously asked to do this, Trev. And the fellas behind him were running in treacle. And all he had to do was get down any side of the pitch and it was usually Trent because he was being left on, you know, leaving gaps. And I, I watched him away to Brighton. And there was one, there was one game, um, one instance in that game where Trent goes to go forward, stops, goes to go forward again, off the ball now, stops, moves back into position, right, or right back, and then goes to go again. And he's literally, you could nearly through the back of his head see his brain walking going, I am not 100% sure here what to do. And yeah. that's down to Klopp. And, and then Klopp was taking him out and putting Milner on it right back. Now, if you're asking a fullback to influence a game, you're leaving Trent on, you're not playing Milner, Trev. So there was an awful lot of stuff going on last season from the manager, from players, from everybody. Do you um, like a conspiracy theory, Gav? Um, well, do, do you know what? My favourite thing at the moment is talking to me, mate, about Buzz Aldrin. Brilliant, brilliant. So, so you're right in there. It's okay. so well, you, Buzz, Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin was on the moon, apparently. And then I seen a brilliant video of Buzz Aldrin punching the head off some fellow. Ah, he uh, lo- yeah, 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 Bart Sibrel. I, 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 I I'll yeah. talk to you about this for hours afterwards. <laughs> but right, but apparently, <laughs> but apparently, <laughs> apparently, um, Buzz is saying no, it didn't happen at all now, which is, I just think is fantastic stuff. It's tremendous. But my point about the conspiracy theory is, and and Lisa Marie will know because we've talked about this an awful lot, and it tends to come from lads who are. Oh, they probably have a bit too much time in their hands. But occasionally you wonder. You do genuinely wonder. Do you think the Pep and Linders influence? Because you were saying, look, the the, 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 the you were you were thinking the thing, the thing, the book the book stops with 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 Klopp, yeah. right? No, uh, if, if, if you'll pardon the the, the yeah. pun, I just I couldn't resist that one. Yeah. It, it does it does right, mm-hmm. and and I agree with you. Yeah, like it's. It's even when it comes down to someone like say it's people who who rabidly hate someone like Hendo, it's not fucking that lads. He's he's getting picked every week by the manager, so the, the, an awful lot of this stuff lands at his feet, and that that's why my my thing about I thought it was a bit of a failed experiment that he just kept pushing and pushing with with, with Elliot in midfield, um, and the Trent one I, I I agree with you on this as well. Do you think there's any way in which that might be a thing that's happening that your man is in his ear and perhaps it's not the right ideas. I mean, do you lay any, do you give that any credence at all? Um, Pep Linders is the assistant manager at Liverpool Football Club. So he's probably second in line when it comes to opinion on what goes on in the pitch. That's what he's there for. Um, to say the book has exposed Liverpool and that's why the form is not there is Okay, that's, that, that's, right? that's insane. Because so. like, it's like, I always think like, Right. It's just unfortunate, though. Isn't nobody, it? It, it was unfortunate time. Like it was like nobody in Europe was watching Liverpool play, right, or yeah, yeah. taking any notes. 
and Pep Linders wrote a book and everyone went, thank God you wrote that book because we hadn't got a clue what they were doing. It, it, but we but it, was, it, was, it was shit timing, man. Right. It, it was, was but timing. listen, but come here. The timing was shit, but like, he's probably writing that book for 18 months beforehand. You can't turn around to Pep Linders and go, listen, Pep, exactly. you can only release this one. We're on a six-win six win streak here. You know what I mean? Like, you, The thing could be sitting there for two years, the way Liverpool are carrying on. It's just it's just the, the way it was all about identity. Yeah, but I think... Identity and, and our intensity. And yeah, it was just, oh, Jesus. That's what and Liverpool I, are all about. If you watch yeah. pre-season videos, some guy up on a hill taking videos of, of Liverpool. He's a Liverpool fan and they're in... Switzerland somewhere and they're doing all these drills and it's like they blow a whistle and they all have to run 50 yards this direction and because the ball has changed from one team to another it is all about intensity you, you know but listen without going into it in, in when you go in the ways there's loads of people to blame Trev right? yeah like when, when we were winning the title and the European Cup and you know, World Club Cups, we were saying they're great, a lot of lads are great, aren't they? And even people you didn't really like, you kind of just, ah, it doesn't matter, he's all right for tonight. And I don't need a VPN, I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, magboxes and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Why can't they all be the problem when something's wrong? As a collective, they were brilliant. As a collective, they've been poor. So jumping on Pep Linders or Jurgen Klopp just as one entity or one part of this thing is mad to me. It's mad. It's you know, mad. Like, like if I go if I go to work with ten lads, right, and we all dig a hole and the hole looks great, we all go, That's a fucking great hole, lads. Right? <laughs> but if we go out tomorrow and we don't we're not really bothered, you know, Cheltenham was on or something. And we come back and go, that that hole looks shy. We're not blaming it on one lad. We all had shovels, Trev. It's funny. It's funny. I was out there the other evening. This one lad did say that's a great hole, but it was a completely <laughs> different thing. Uh, I, 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 I want to talk about Alexis McAllister in in in, in one respect. And you, you'll, you'll forgive us, uh, audience, if if we go from the sublime analysis there of of Young Doyle and Young Hanahan to uh, something a little bit more ridiculous, which I. I've, I found I I didn't know I didn't know what to make of it right so we signed this this lad this class act World Cup winner lad that I was sure was off to 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 City to replace Gundogan I, I was sure of it and um, here he is and we're doing the ki- the the signing reveal and Lisa Marie I had my joy was somewhat 
tempered by the fact that he was there in full kit on an office chair. I didn't yeah. get it. I didn't <laughs> like it. It just hit me as an as an old man who 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 shakes his fist at the clouds. I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? And I said, I, I, I put out on Twitter, I said, I really wish they wouldn't make them go full kit wanker. And then someone tweeted me a picture of John Barnes sitting in the Liverpool dugout back in 1980. Feet up on the, feet up on the side with, of the pitch. Right, with those, yeah. with, with those killer, killer ties of his out yeah. in the short shorts. And I thought, a good point, well made, but he's in a pitch context, so the full kit doesn't look as ridiculous. But Lisa Marie, when you're sitting on a very cool office chair, <laughs> it just looks a bit daft. I, I I know this seems petty, but I was like, I just, I just wish they hadn't done that. Um, tell me I'm being an idiot. I, I don't know. Maybe I am. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, Trev. I, you know, I, I saw your tweet. And so then it made me aware of it. I don't know if I would have been aware of it if you hadn't called it out. Oh, okay. Um, I okay. may have. But it probably wouldn't have been the first thing that crossed my mind. Because, I mean, so I ruined it for the announcement sorry, sorry. was finally being made, I, I you know, I, I was in these meetings. So I really was kind of like trying to catch up with things quickly on breaks and things. Yeah. So... It probably, it may not have crossed my mind right away. I may have, you know, when I, the next round of photos or whatever came out, it might have been, well, wait a minute. Why is he in an office chair with a ball at his feet in the full kit? What are we, what are, what are we trying to do here? So yeah, I happened to see your tweet before I had really necessarily noted it. And so then, of course, I became painfully aware. So thank you, Trev. Yeah, I know. See, once you see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> you it's can't just fucking wrong. It. Yeah, it's just fucking wrong. Like, Gav, just to throw it back to you real quickly, it, it, it did jar with me. And then, of course, there was the whole chat GPT song, which when I said, I I, I just fucking hate artificial intelligence uh, and robots and the coming dystopia, and I want to kill all of them. Uh, so it's just a personal peeve of mine. But, um, but... Apparently, it wasn't a chat GPT song. It was some lad trying to get a bit of publicity for his effort that made it sound like a chat GPT. Whatever, whatever. I just thought there was a bit of weirdness around the whole thing. I, I, I couldn't really get over the fact that the club used that. Some people thought it was genius. Fair play. Maybe you did. Uh, but the office chair swiveling the full kit, man. What's your take on that? I haven't a clue about the song thing. Um, I, I, oh, you that, didn't see this, right? Well, no, I, I, I have saw seen it, but it. I, really, I never heard it. I have seen so, it, but I don't know where it came from. Like, I just heard, like, what sounded like an old computer singing a song to the tune of Ecuador, I think it is. Um, yeah. And I went, all right, okay, I might catch on. And I moved on with my day trip, I'm going to be honest. Um, but the thing the thing with the, the full kit stuff, like, yeah, with, or Trev, I think, look, they do it because they're taking pictures of all sorts of stuff like him volleying the ball, keep you up. He's to do the green screen stuff. They do loads of stuff for him. Um, it wasn't all full kit, by the way. There was loads of them in just, you know, a training top in, in the dressing rooms and stuff. I think the segment you caught and, and, and are clinging on to for dear life was probably a small little bit of a, a segment. And I'm <laughs> you tell, right me, I, I don't have, you tell me I don't have the right to be annoyed, man. But no, no, you to... absolutely have the right to be annoyed. But I just, like, I'll, 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 let me throw a few more at you then, right? Manchester what? United revealed Alexis Sanchez um, playing a fucking piano in the middle of Old Trafford with a, with a kit on my team. What? 
Um, yeah. No, they didn't. <laughs> Manchester United revealed Alexis Sanchez with a piano on the pitch at Manchester. Nah, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. I, listen, man, man types into keyboard. You, you keep it going there, man. Can you right? Give me your other one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. How about the ones where they used to um, reveal a player with his jersey and his name on the back of the jersey, but just no number? He just had no numbers in the shop that day. You know, and they just have like, you know, I don't know, huddle written on the back of it. No number. They just didn't bother their arse with numbers. You know what I mean? Remember ones where managers would be standing with this massively oversized scarf and the two of them are really trying to stretch their arms out so this scarf could be straight so you could see the see the, the, the oh, club's I name. I remember those. I kind of like them. They're, they're old-fashioned and twee. Uh, do you, oh, you'll remember this one because when I brought it up, do you remember the one, but, sorry, what, where Santi Gazzara was, was in, like, some sort of chamber that he appeared out of, <laughs> out of a Villarreal? It was like fucking stars in the eyes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, actually, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, but, but uh, by the way, two things. One, fuck me, you were right about United and Sanchez and the fucking piano. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but two. Now i got to look it up. Oh, look it up. It's, it's, the, it's ridiculous. It's just, just don't click on the video because it's going to... Uh, but, but, but the... Yeah, like, I don't know, man. I just... Yeah, I don't... I, I, you're right. You're right. I'm, 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 I'm overthinking it. And, of course, it is a big day of stuff. They do so much different things. And to be fair to Liverpool's media crew, I'd have to give it to them. I think they're pretty bloody tremendous. Like, they put out... all the stuff in, Trev. Because I actually watched... A behind the scenes thing and you can actually hear them saying um move your leg a little bit make sure the night signs in make sure standard chair oh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, so yeah they course. must be it must be contractual where you have to see the shorts no the doubt socks, about it you know? no doubt about it it's probably you're probably right it's probably a way yeah. of flogging the kid but yeah, yeah but it just it just i don't know something about jared with me but i do i do have to say i think whoever's in charge of the general media stuff i'm not talking about nike here coming along to do a shoot for their signing uh for a new signing to get as maximum exposure for the kid i'm talking about the lads who do the day-to-day stuff where you have like trent and robbo having a chat about something or doing a quiz or 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 or, or better yet milner and robbo who who, who, uh, who seemed to really hit it off and they were great crack together that i have to say it could be cringe as hell, but it's not. They actually really do that stuff well, don't they? The, like the the public relations stuff. It's actually excellent. Yeah, it is. Um, and I presume they're paying an awful lot of money to do it. Um, and you know, Liverpool, like, they think outside the box a little. Now, I'm not saying I'm, I watch an awful lot of Manchester United, Arsenal, whatever, um, media stuff. But even when they're, you know, do you remember the one they were coming up with ideas and they were in the boardroom and. Um, they were doing all sorts of stuff. It's the one where Firmino says knowledge. Um, Loved it. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, you know, stuff Favorite. like that. And, you know, it's it, like just people there that genuinely that's their job. You know what I mean? But listen, when it comes to revealing players, look, I think they should go back to the lane because the lane was just classic. Like, still talk about it now. I can't know the last player that leaned against the wall. No, who knows? Do you know what I mean? I just can't. Um, it, was, it would have been Rogers' era, probably, right? Maybe, maybe. Because I think yeah. I think that I don't remember a, a Clapo lean, yeah. a Clapo lean. I don't. Well, correct <laughs> me if, if I'm wrong, but I don't remember one. But it really was a thing. No, so Clapo turned up at Anfield and grabbed the two boys in the headlock. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it, well, he didn't lean. But no. look, 
different clubs do it different ways. Um, some of them are really good, or some of them are atrocious at it. And um, I don't like Trev. If we sign three more midfielders and we come out in August, and you're messaging me going, "Oh, did you see them all in that full kit? They're Toram and and McAllister, and you're giving out this far. Like, what have you went to do? How have we meant to move forward, Trev? Well, do you know what? If that happens. What we can pull it down to is me being a little moany bollocks, yeah. and you going, you you rising above it like the like the professional you are. Now I want to. Oh, by the way, I, I, I just full disclosure, right? I haven't. Uh, I famously don't listen to podcasts to do with football because I do so many of them that yeah. I will. Ne- I don't want to listen to podcasts about football. There are a few on our channel that I do listen to on a regular basis. They know who they are because I tell them. But I don't listen, so I don't know. But I I, I was reliably informed by uh, by uh, by a colleague on this channel that you famously say that you've never listened to anything on this channel, right? So you've yeah. probably never heard this show before. So at no. the end of the show, what we try to do is take it away from football. And I'm very aware, my friend, that you have lads waiting to go off and do another show and i just saw the clock is after clicking no, you're fine. You're fine. past the hour and i don't want to keep you too long but i also don't want to disappoint shawnee lawson who has been listening looking forward to hearing you talking about a certain topic uh and a shout out to shawnee if he ever does listen to this show uh i'm sure he will listen to it because 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 you're on it yourself so with that in mind i had asked both of you to have a think about a specific non-football topic and it was this and it was who is the best ever television or movie cop? I think I, I think I just said television. Who is the you best ever television? television? Yeah. <laughs> who is the best ever television cop? Now, I know because I have to work with uh, several lads on this show who will never do any preparation whatsoever. <laughs> Guy will. And Lisa Marie always does. So I know you're going to have an answer for me, Lisa Marie, before I go to Gav to finish out our chat this evening. Who do you think, in your estimation, is the greatest TV cop of all time? And give me, you got to, you got to lean into it. Give me some reasons. <laughs> well, you know, that's not necessarily a genre that I watch all that often. However. The first one that came to mind, and Trev, you know how I usually do this, is I generally go with the first thing that pops into my head. And the first thing that pops into my head, and I don't know if you've even seen this show, but it's called Blue Bloods, and it's got yes, Tom of Selleck. Of course, Tom and his <laughs> And so it is Tom Selleck. Really? Okay, okay. <laughs> Pretty have much you... because it's Tom Selleck. <laughs> have you seen Tom uh, Tash Free? Um, A little bit. Yeah, so like, okay, he's a he's a a very good looking sculpted um sort of a chap. He's a ridiculously handsome man. However, I would say that Selleck is one of those lads, I include myself in this, whose face looks weird without facial furniture of some sort. Yeah, I mean the the times I've seen it, I don't know if it's because you're so used to seeing him with it it's that not, then it's no, just it's kind not. of like, well, wait a minute, it's missing. No, it's just um, too much space there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Now, I also asked, because, as you know, Mr. H loves him a cop show. I asked him the question just before we started recording, because he's home right. today. Right. Okay, okay. So. 
So his response was a character from a show called Shetland, um, which is set in Scotland. So yeah, he, you know, he branches out. He watches, I mean, he's watched Danish cop shows. He's watched anyway. And he said the guy's name was Jimmy Perez. And I'm like, wait a minute. The show set set in Scotland. He Scotland, goes, yeah. Perez. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Shetland is the show. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, so, anyway, I, so that was I, his response. Well, I've got to go and look this up. And by the way, for the record, you don't watch much cop dramas. Most TV shows are cop dramas. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, although I have gotten on a kick lately watching reruns of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> that counts. That counts. They're well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, They're but that's just. I mean, that's something. The last couple of weeks, for whatever reason, I anyway. Um. So yeah, no, and you know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I have watched them, but again, I think. Um, because himself watches them all the time, I've kind of steered clear. <laughs> okay, I see. I see. It's a, it's a, that's your show, type of show, and I watch my type of show. If you were to ca- <laughs> categorize then, before we, we let you go uh, on this topic, if, if you were to categorize the type of show that you watch the most of, what is it? Is it like, uh, don't, I'm, I'm not trying to categorize you before oh, you go, go don't, don't get ballsy, right? <laughs> but is it, is it, is it like property porn? I love a bit of property porn. Is it, is it, is it, uh, uh, like some sort of makeover show? What is it? What type of show do you watch? You know, I like me a good historical drama. Historical you know, drama. So you're, 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 you're Outlander, your Paul Dark, um, Paul Dark. Hold Dark, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of those those types of shows. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm, I'm all I'm with you there. That's that's definitely category number two for me. But cop dramas is number one. <laughs> and before I go to Young Doyle to get him to finish the show with his take on his favorite TV cop, I was really torn because I spent a lot of time watching The Wire and then watching The Wire again because it's that fucking good, folks, if you haven't watched it. And I kind of imprinted heavily, like a little baby duckling on a mama duck on <laughs> on, on on the character of Jimmy in The Wire because he's fucking great. I just loved him. I love everything about him. I love Bunk. Bunk's probably as cool a character as you'll get. There's there's Lester Freeman as well. But there's something about Jimmy that I just and and as I was watching it and really kind of thinking this is one of the best characters I've ever seen. I love the way I love the way his story is developing. I realized by doing a bit of reading that he'd actually been in the same college as me in Ireland at the same Ooh. time. Yeah, at pretty much the same time, or maybe a year before, something like that. So there was a, that kind of crossover there. So that sort of stayed my default setting for ages. And then I saw True Detective season one. And was honestly, that the one with... it's McConaughey yeah. and, and, and yeah, Woody McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for, for for I have to say, it's I think it's the single best season of television in history, and. My personal opinion. And so McConaughey rates up there, but there's another one. And the one that rolls in, (laughs) the one that rolls in over all of their heads, quietly on the rails, is Vic Mackey from The Shield. Ah, The Shield, yes. Oh, God, I love The Shield. I I just love The Shield so much. 
that I bought the box set like an old bastard very recently <laughs> to watch the DVDs uh, in my uh, in my uh, uh, Xbox uh, stats where I am on that. Now, Gav, take us home, buddy. What do you reckon? Best cop of all time on the telly. Um, Actually, if, if you wouldn't mind, maybe give us a few people who are in your who are in contention, and then give us your favorite. Well, first of all, um, I'm with you on podcasts and uh, listening to football podcasts. I'm I'm mad into true crime podcasts. Are you? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So any football podcast out there I don't listen to, I apologize because like I do one a week or one a day nearly. Um, so listening back to other stuff just isn't me. I um, hear it. I hear it. Slater. From Only Fields and Horses was a great cop. <laughs> um, why are you laughing? At? <laughs> it was a fantastic character in it. Um, and they, dro- they dropped him in at the right time and stuff. And uh, it turns out he was married to Raquel um, yeah. at some stage. Yeah. That, that was a brilliant episode. So I'm putting him in there. Um, the guy from Breaking Bad was a Hank. Hank. Hank's class. Yeah, Hank's Go class Hank. to the point where you can't understand why he has a job. But when he gets stuck in you can understand why he has that job that's right because, yeah that's right. um he he's really really good um but i'm gonna go, you've touched on the wire and i'm watching the wire again now for probably the fifth or sixth time um and the first six episodes of the wire and i'm which on true detective by the way um but the first six episodes of the wire i think is the best six episodes to set a series on its way that I've ever seen. I agree with you entirely um, on that. The way the way they just give you enough of the character of each character, just give you enough information, make you like some, make you dislike others in six episodes is incredible. McNulty, as you you like him, he's really good in it. But more, but, but I have two from the world. One's a cop, and one I'm gonna squeeze in here. I'm gonna crowbar in. Bunk is the man. Bunk is the man. Right, he is the man. What's but your favorite? What's your favorite bunk scene? Just while we're on it. Um, there's actually one of the four series I was watching there where he's in the bar and the two of them are very, very drunk, and he's just—it's his facial expressions, the way his hands are moving. Um, him and Jimmy, or him yeah, and Lester? Him and Jim, him and Jimmy. Oh, sorry, season one. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I love the season. I, he's looking around them all the time. He's taking everything in, yeah, but at the yeah, same yeah. time, he's shit faced. Um. It's, what about the scene? What about the scene where he's 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 got himself into uh, oh, yeah, a, yes. a bit of bother and he's yes. he, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy has to come and rescue him. Yeah, and he's and in he's, he's in a pink he's in a pink dressing gown. He's trying to burn his clothes. <laughs> and he's trying to burn his clothes because he's got <laughs> evidence. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. But <laughs> I think Bunk is the man. But I'll tell you who I want I, I want to put in there as well. What? Um, he, he's not a cop, but he's a facilitator, and it's bubbles from the wire. It's, Bubbles is a stretch as a cop, but I get where you're no, going. He, he's it. an informant. That's why he I'm is probably, an informant. Informant. Give it. Bubbles um, is a class character. Tell us why, though, because some people won't know. Well, Bubbles is an addict in 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 the worst from the get go. He's he looks an addict. He, the way he dresses, the way that he have his makeup done on the face, everything about him, he's all over the place. He's 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 pulling strokes to to get money for gear. He's then he's off and he's putting hats on people's heads to let the police know that this is you should be looking at he's like he, he's doing really nice things for people one minute and the next he's just a pure scumbag but it, it's just a, if you haven't watched the war in the first 10 episodes actually the first series you see where bunk goes from one extreme to the other and it just keeps going up and down and up and down from 
but but through it all, he's a really good guy. Um, you can see that in him, um, and he just develops as this goes on in the war. And I know he's not a cop, Trev, but um, he might as well be um, for the work he's done for Baltimore, in my opinion. So um, Bunk is the man, but Bubbles is just um, he's just incredible to watch. I've, I, I'm absolutely giving you that one because Thanks, I, I agree on, on all sentiments. And man, we've run you nearly 15 minutes over your deadline. I feel awful about it. We're That's going to wrap it up here very, very quickly. I want to say thanks to Lisa Marie and Gab for joining me tonight. This was episode 366 of the Anfield Index podcast. We'll be back with you next week. Of course we will. And I, I believe I'm going to go over and have a chat with Gav on um, one of their many shows over there on LFC Day Trippers soon as well. Oh, Probably. it's definitely going to be a transfer one, Trev. It's going to be, oh, love it, right. Well, I'll bring all my absolute Fabrizio Romano guaranteed non-spoofer knowledge to that show, you can be sure. We have had a good time having a chat here. Really enjoyed it. Great to have Gav. Lovely to talk to Lisa Marie again. We'll be back with you next week. So in the meantime, mind yourselves. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.